Need a better shower? Go to nebbia.com slash TMS. That's N-E-B-I-A dot com slash TMS to check out what they have to offer. The first hundred people to use the code TMS when checking out will save 15%. Again, that's nebbia.com slash TMS and use that code TMS to save 15%. Coming up on TMS. Mayor McCheese was corrupt. Type B camels. Food at Chili's is a scam. Let's get back to your lovely lady mumps. Eight days to Christmas. I am lightning intolerant. Crappity capitalist. Mm, that new vaccine smell. Rectal eyeball extrusion. Delivery in 30 minutes or less or your felony is free. I don't like missing Santa due to pee. Comic Sans Tainted Pimento Cheese. Third Reindeer of the Apocalypse. Destiny Diarrhea. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. If I were a farmer way down on my luck, I'd want 50 hippies who needed a cut. Cup of sugar makes sweet fudge. The Morning Stream. Rambling goes in, podcast comes out. You can't explain that. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the morning stream. It is Thursday, December 17th, 2020. We are exactly eight days. Wait, yes, eight days from Christmas. Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is coming. <coughs> So my kids used true. to call it when they were little. My daughter would call it Christmas. Daddy, when is Christmas coming? She'd say. Christmas. Yeah. I want Christmas. Why does he take all the hamburgers? <laughs> oh, no. He was all about the shakes. Hamburg- right. Hamburglar was the... Was the, uh, was the hamburg- Hamburglar's the guy that took all the hamburgers. Yes. That's right there in his name. Hamburglar. Yeah. Mayor McCheese was corrupt. We all know it. Um, That's right. The fry guys were uh, really... I have the best, have the best cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh mary mccheese you're the best grimace though yeah. is the worst all right speaking of which uh not really this is a bad transition uh we got a show to do we're going to do it real quick i do have something i want to share with you real quick before we actually pull in a guest cool. this morning because we have some science cool. okay. to talk about and uh we'll do that shortly but brian we got this email from john j-o-n not our john different john i assume i don't think this is john jagger anyway he wrote in he says hello scott and brian scott's recent oration on pantone and insurance deductibles got me thinking about the difference between a scam and a crappy capitalist idea. All right, so you're going to make the distinction here between a scam and just a bad capitalism concept, okay? Because mm-hmm, he thinks there's mm-hmm. a difference and it's important to bring up. And I think that's great because we've been talking about scams and the ones we just sort of accept as normal. And we've mentioned a bunch of them. Uh, yesterday it was about printer cartridges. So let's hear his take. Here's what he says. Okay. The essence of a scam is trickery. Offering something of no value and convincing the victim it has value. Alternately, a scam is simple theft. The essence of a crappy crappy capitalist (laughs) idea, or a crappy, is exploiting inequity for profit. Offering someone vital, something vital, for an inflated price. So, scams. Identify theft by telephone, car uh, undercoats, food at Chili's. (laughs) (laughs) Food at Chili's, that's the best. I love that he added that. Oh, and, and I remember getting a lot of flack when I complained about Chili's food. Uh, oh, yeah, you um, did. You got a lot of heat in the chat room. A couple of years ago on the show. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll eat it at Chili's, but it's not great. I'm never going to mm-hmm. argue that. It's not great, mm-hmm. but it's food. Whatever. 
I guess what was my it was my complaint was about something specific there though, right? Uh, the ribs were the good. Ch- it was, was complaining it about nachos, oh, the chips and salsa or something. That's what it was because I was saying I really like those chips because for whatever reason I like them. And you were saying, oh, they're so oily and they, they're just they're bag store bought, not even like homemade and yeah. yeah. And you're not wrong. I don't know why I like them. It's kind of like mm-hmm. why I like, I don't know, zingers and things. It's just not good for me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway he goes yes. on to say, uh, crappy, so so short definition of crappy, ca- crappy, gosh dang it, ca- crappy capitalist ideas, Pantone <laughs> deductibles making women pay for period products. All right, those are his three, mm. his three examples. He says, I'm probably splitting hairs here. Stay warm, John. Um, I mean, it's an important distinction. The difference mm-hmm. is... Be normalization of a thing over time so that we all just accept it then then we call that capitalism or or whatever we call it doesn't have to necessarily be that but that's because we're used to it now and it and it happens slowly over time like deductibles as a concept and insurance didn't happen overnight and we weren't suddenly slammed with them it was this mm-hmm. slow process of introducing new systems and new stuff to curb the use of the money that you're, you know, you're, you're going to, they want your money, but they don't want you to cash out. They just, that's how insurance works. Like they want you to pay so that yeah. you are covered, but not because you're covered. They're doing it so that you hopefully never use it. That way the insurance company makes more money. They don't have to do any claims. So the minute they have to do a claim, they lose money. So right. that's, right. it's a scam over time that becomes normalized. And now we look at it and go, oh, well, then it's normal. It's just capitalism at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, John. Nope, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of do. I do agree with him. And by the way, you just got taken to scam school. Zoom, zam, bam, bam, boof. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, he does bring up a really good distinction between the two. And crappy capitalist ideas are still crappy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be. It's not it's not an excuse to say, well, it is just a crappy capitalist idea. It's like, no, it's a crappy capitalist idea. It is Martin Shkreli jacking up the price of uh, EpiPens. Is, yeah. Is that kind of yeah, that stuff is absolutely, yes. there's many scams inside the larger scam, which people accept mm-hmm. as normal. Moravina mm-hmm. in the chat says, trust me, I work with medical insurance on a daily basis, and it is a friggin' scam, they say. <laughs> Uh, good also good. i'm all for i'm all for like um uh, lady products being available more broadly and not an expensive thing yeah, in just the aisle at walmart free, right exactly like uh yeah that'd be great I'm trying to think of a good example a good comparison like something you can get for free that is just a life sustenance kind of thing or something you just need i can see I mean, i guess you can go to plan i don't know if you can still go to planned parent and get free condoms and stuff but i know that when oh, i was yeah, a kid for, that was uh i think you still can I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. And part it's part of the reason some people wanted to fund it. But Claire Gack in the chat the chat says, Scott can't say tampon. Yes, I can. Tampon. Tampon, tampon, tampon. <laughs> tampon. I just watched uh Mary Elizabeth Ma- um, no, what's her name? The Mary Winstead. Elizabeth Mastrantonio? No, the Winstead one. The the one from oh, Fargo. Yeah, well, Mary uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, I just yeah. watched her leave a tampon in a desk drawer in season three oh, of Fargo. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't, that either, that either says to you, there are people listening to that who are on the edge on my Fargo thing. And that either says, oh, I'm in now to find out what that's right, about. Right, no, I'm totally watching this. Forget yeah. it. They're like, nope, not going. <laughs> yes, Jeannie used, I'm afraid. Used. But it has a big, important story impact. There's a yeah, reason. Why? Oh, Jeannie, don't ask a question if you don't want the answer. Yeah. It's a, there's a, there's a, it's a story 
It's a story beat it's that matters. It's a story. Yes. 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 It's a story beat that matters. She's fantastic in that season. Yes. Um, all right. Brian, it's time for some science. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for some science. Me too. Um, I should have been more ready, though. Hold on. There we go. Okay. I'm bringing uh, our old pal Bobby in, and we're going to... We're going to give this a shot by playing this first right here, if I can find it. I think science is cool. I also think science is cool. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Bobby Franks for the Frank Science Discussion with Bobby Franks. Bobby, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, I'm doing well. Do I sound okay? You're Someone a little... Uh, I can turn you up here. Here, say some more things. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, you're great. You're perfect. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, I've been having a problem with my microphone sounding like I'm farting out of my mouth or something. Whoa, now that is science. No, that's that's just your voice, <laughs> not your microphone. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Look, you took second place for a reason. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. Uh, just kidding. Someone hey. had just told me. <laughs> Bobby, of course, uh, host of his own science podcast, and uh, we, we like this idea of having him on occasionally to talk about the world of science and when things are popping. And right now, things are, you know, the world of science is pretty focused generally speaking, on um, what's going on with the vaccine. We now have mm-hmm. a couple of them in actual uh, the beginnings of circulation. We've seen some live video of prominent people in politics, prominent people in the entertainment business, and just old people generally, and some <laughs> and some uh, frontline worker types, you know, nurses and doctors, getting yeah. them on camera as a mm-hmm. way of saying, hey, look, I'm doing it, and it's good It's good for me. Uh, one, one reason I suppose they're all doing that is to... That's probably multi multifaceted reasons, but I'm thinking one of them is to show people, hey, I think it's safe, and so should you. Uh, so yeah, prominent don't... people um, that people may or may not, you know, trust or like or something like that, getting it and showing that they're willing to get it, I think, is a really good thing because there's so much hesitancy right now. Yeah. So. Do you think? Uh, do you think when um, Ian McKellen went in and they said, "Do you want your left arm or your right arm?" and he, do you think he said? A wizard knows which army wants it in precisely when he means to. Do you think he said that? Do you think that happened? No? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do think you, so. Do you think when he came uh, in and they said, hey, we need to pass this uh, through your insurance, he says, you shall not pass as loud as he could? Do you think that happened? No? No, I th- that's what he said when someone tried to come in without a mask on. Oh. Well, there you go. Someone's got to enforce the rules. Well, anyway, <laughs> so what I wanted to get to here today uh, a little bit is kind of where are we at last time we spoke it was like oh these are done or they're getting close and mm-hmm. and they went faster than we thought and the effective rate is this and it was that new technique of not really giving you dead flu now it's a different kind of response yeah. uh that was that was invented by this turkish couple immigrated to germany came up with a thing worked with pfizer blah 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 so now that it's out there what are you hearing in terms of like, yeah, it's very effective or it's safe or it isn't safe or there's these side effects we didn't know about or are there any of those? Like, where, what is the state of things with that vaccine? Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, and I don't know how you couldn't know at this point, um, there's a, a vaccine has had emergency use authorization approved by the FDA, the Pfizer vaccine. So <laughs> that's where we are. And they just shipped out on Monday. And uh, it's very exciting. Mm. Um, it's been less than a week since they they gave the authorization, and they're already going out. Like you said, tons of people are are on the news getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. and and um and uh, and it's very exciting. Uh, in fact, an, an update: the FDA is meeting today to to vote on have a meeting about the emergency use emergency. It's so hard to say emergency use authorization of the 
Moderna vaccine, which is very similar to the Pfizer Pfizer one. Now, why do I, so, why do they need that? Is it because it's not quite fully baked or? or so emergency use authorizations, first of all, are not a new thing. I hear people talking about like, oh, the fact that we need one of these means it's not safe. It's that's mm-hmm. not true. Um, emergency use authorizations have been in existence with the FDA for a long time. Um, the point of them is to say, okay, we're in the middle of an emergency, and this is a promising treatment, and we can't, it might be better for us to go ahead and start using it before we're done with all the bureaucratic red tape. Mm. Right. Um, right. Okay, so it's so not so much like, let's go ahead and start using it. So it's not so much like, oh, this we think this works, and it uh, you know it smells good, and so we think we can push this out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but Does this smell bad it, to right. you? Is this, uh, is this uh, vaccine, you think this vaccine has gone bad? Yeah, do you want to taste this, make sure it's okay? Um, well, it's but, funny you say that, because the Moderna one, is the one of the three that doesn't have to be refrigerated or at least doesn't have to be at the well it doesn't have to be at minus 70 minus celsius 70. like yeah. the pfizer one yeah it, right. it has to be a minus four but those are regular freezer temperatures mm-hmm. um so i'm really excited about that one coming out but um but yeah a, a, a last important point to make about the eua the emergency use authorization is that just because it's been approved for or just because the authorization, emergency use authorization has been given, it doesn't mean that it's technically approved. Mm. So it might come out later. It's not likely to happen, but it's possible that that they will not approve it later after more details come out. But <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Okay. Um, it's almost certainly just fine now. Um, but you were asking, where are we now? Yeah, where right? are we now? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Um, what's going on with uh, with like the risks and side effects and everything? Um, first of all, I think you asked me um, offline yesterday what, why, you know, why is it going to take so long for normal people to get it? Yeah, like me and you, we want it. And we're not necessarily in a category of high risk and or exposure or whatever, but you know, we want yeah. everyone to eventually get it. Why are we being told April or June or whatever the name? The yeah, are? well, and it's mostly a logistical supply chain thing. Okay, so first of all. Two point, you've probably seen a lot of these numbers going around. 2.9 million doses are supposed to be going out and, and should have already been shipped out, but they should be administered by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 2.9 million doses. Yeah. Uh, but And that's a lot of people. And they're going to um, the first group of people that are going to get them are uh, healthcare workers and long-term care residents. Mm-hmm. So like the elderly and people who are really sick. Um Those are the people who who are going to be getting it first. And the CDC estimates that that's about 17.9 million people. And we only have 2.9 going out right now. So that's a big reason that it's going to take a while for people like us to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they got to get out to all those people first. And it's really important to get it to them because they're the ones that are at highest risk of... Um, either dying mm-hmm. or having very serious long-term effects from from COVID, or, or so enough to mad, help them first. Yeah, and massive massive levels of complications that would mean yeah. hospitalizations, which would mean maximum capacity and all the stuff that we're dealing with right yeah. now. So, okay, here's here's a follow up on that. Brian and I, let's say we're we want to go to Las Vegas. We're pretty stoked, you know. We want to get yeah. back to <laughs> me too. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get to Vegas now. <laughs> to do that, we could just go and you know flip the coin. But neither of us want to do that. Let's say we get to March. Have enough people had it that it actually has herd immunity is not the word, but has an effect uh, that is basically like 
our chances of getting it in Vegas, let's say arbitrarily, was 60%, but now it's 20 because enough people have have gotten it that percentage-wise, people who haven't <laughs> well, specifically, gotten it. Specifically, uh, specifically Vegas, it seems like when I'm around slot machines, I'm around the most high-risk people uh, ever, which uh, means they probably got it this month. Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> good point. But so, so it's a high-risk place. But does there is that is yeah. there anything to that idea that as as the more people get it, because eventually, look at mm-hmm. the end of all this, they're going to be people who just straight up refuse to get it because whatever you mm-hmm. know, they're, yeah. they have these yeah, ideas yeah. in their heads. So, you and know, we need what like seventy percent for. Is that what it is? We don't, herd we don't really know. We don't really okay. know. Um, so okay. You've you've heard numbers like sixty herd. or seventy yeah. percent thrown around because that's the best guess that scientists have right now, based mm-hmm. on what we know about other similar viruses. But but you can't really know that until you start vaccinating people and then you see what happens, right? Right. Um, so we won't really know until it's not a problem anymore. Um, but to answer your question, Scott. Um, the, the the thing that people don't want to hear right now is that you, we probably shouldn't be going to places like Vegas even in March. Um, right. And the reason is because it doesn't really kind of work that way. It's not so okay. So if if everyone if you have a portion of the population that's vaccinated, yeah. um, technically speaking, you're going to reduce the chance of transmission if everything else stays the same. That means if every everybody continues to behave in the way that be, they're behaving now. Okay. So that's true. But if everyone starts to do things like go ahead and make their trip to Vegas, you increase the chance that you're gonna get you're gonna transmit the 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 virus. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna have an offsetting effect of more less people are out there able to transmit the disease um, or virus but more people are congregating and, and going around each other so it, it could just even out and people are still getting it at a high rate and and so you don't want to do that right that makes sense um, to me yeah why would you want to yeah. do that i mean even if you're let's mm-hmm. say you're vaccinated and you shake a dude's hand that guy had mm-hmm. covid all over his hands you may not get it because you're vaccinated, but you may hand it off to somebody you can else. Still and, transmit it. Yeah. yeah, you can still move it around. So okay. I mean, you can still pass it through breathing, right? I mean, even if you can't yeah. contract it, you can inhale the droplets that have it, and then it's in your system. You exhale it somewhere yeah. else. It just won't take hold in your body. Yeah, exactly. We that's because that's exactly right, Brian. We don't know yet whether or not this vaccine is even going to. Uh, prevent transmission. Oh, some viruses do. Like the flu mm-hmm. virus is really great uh, at being stopped by great. the vaccine. The flu <laughs> virus is great. Yeah. Um, that but, uh, Capture that vi- out the- and you put that on your gravestone. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah no. Well, well, okay, so so flu is flu is really good at it if we get the right one. Obviously, sometimes that's weird. Every yeah. year we get mutations and stuff. But which, by the way, this new you were talking about the technology that's being used for this vaccine. Yeah. That's this new technology. One of the reasons it's so exciting is it's it's probably going to if if used to develop flu vaccines, it can be used to develop those vaccines at a much faster pace, which means that we can respond to the active. Uh, virus in the wild much more easily. Mm. So we might not have, we talk about, I hear you, Scott, talk about that all the time, like if you got the right strain, which is totally true. That's the case Right. right now. But we might not have that as much of a problem anymore 
with this new technology that's it's being called mmf it's called mmfr everyone mmfr is the name <laughs> no what is it yeah. mdnr mrnd mrna messenger rna there it is, is. What it's using okay yeah. yeah that's very it's i read a little bit about it and keep forgetting the acronym but i love the I love the the, the, yeah, the the concept of it is is crazy. It's very cool. The short version of it is it's basically scientists have uh, they they handwrite their own instructions for how to make your body produce the vaccine in its own cells. Gotcha. Um, so instead of injecting you with a foreign like attenuated virus or pieces of viruses, um, you just get your own body to make it, and then and then those mRNA pieces, the instructions don't last that long in your body. Yeah. So it just goes away on its own and stops producing it all on its own after a short time. That's interesting. So, okay, one, yeah. one more question that I, that I think some people might have in their heads, and if they don't, maybe it's just me. But let's say you're somebody like our very own Dan Patrice or anybody else who had a positive diagnosis of mm-hmm. COVID-19, dealt with it, uh, you know, didn't experience a ton of complications or whatever. But, you know, essentially at this point, they, they recovered. Yeah, we don't. I know we don't know a ton about immunity with this particular thing yet because that takes time to, you know, study that down the line after people have had it for a while. But can they say to themselves safely that, oh, well, I'm not getting the vaccine because I've had the disease. Like that's usually no, what you would can't. say if you went, oh, well, I had the mumps or I had measles and survived it. I yeah. don't need a measles shot. Like is what what's the thinking there? And with the so talking about the flu again, that's often the case, right? If you've already had the flu, well they they actually recommend you still get the 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 vaccine when you get the flu because again, you don't know what strain it is. But let's go back to your mumps, I guess. Um the uh go back to your mumps. Um your mumps. <laughs> my mumps, yeah. my, my lovely lady mumps. Are you holding up please tell me holding up air quotes too when you say it, your mumps? <laughs> so to answer your question directly, I suppose the uh if you've already contracted COVID and you've recovered, um, you sh- you should still get the vaccine. Mm. The CDC is recommending that everyone in their recommendations, people who have had COVID in the past, are not part of like an excluded group. All right. Um, they everyone should get it, and the big reason is exactly what you hinted at: is that we, one of the several things that we don't know about this virus is. Um, how long immunity lasts when you get a vaccine or you've been infected. Right. So we, that that we will eventually know that, but we don't know that yet. So it could be a very short-lived uh, immunity, especially if you got it early on back in like April or something like that. Yeah. You definitely should be getting a vaccine when it's available. All to right. You. Yeah. Plus this new method sounds like, again, you're not getting a chunk of the dead virus in your body. You're getting a right. different method. It's, so this method itself is not, it's not the same. It's just double, double dosing on a virus. You're, you're, you're attacking it from a very different angle. So it'd right. be cool if those people were last in line, though, if they're all feeling good, though. Because, you know, some of us who've been real careful would be nice if we got the vaccines first. Whatever. I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight everybody. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> no pushing. It's all good. No, I think what, what we need to identify, I mean, we've there's been some talk that we're going to have a card. We're going to have an app on our phone, things like that, that show that we've had the vaccine once we get the vaccine. They so, really should so. do that. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing is, how do we, uh, what can we take from the person who gets dose one of the vaccine to make sure that they come back for dose two. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Can we take like you know their driver's license <laughs> or uh, some collateral? Collateral, yeah. yeah. Like 
Like, well, how, you get this well, back. What's the minimum well, hold amount? Hold on to your phone. You yeah. get this back when you come back for dose number two. What's the Drop minimum amount the of time they house. can go without it? Like, how long between doses is it now? Do we know? What the, it's three weeks. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, that's like with the Pfizer vaccine. Gonna... I think the Moderna one's the same. Is three weeks. Because here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Somebody's going to. They were always meant to have diarrhea that afternoon. Okay. They were going to get diarrhea no matter what because they ate bad the day before. But they're going to go get a vaccine. They're going to go home and go, oh, I got the shits. What am I going to, on this vaccine, forget it. I can't it. believe the vaccine made me puke up all my Taco Bell. Right. And he's not going to go, he's not going to go back in three weeks. You know that's going to happen because people yeah. have these outlier yeah. mo moments where they attribute it to the thing. That's going to suck. So that's, I'm really glad you said that because I think the the biggest thing that is being talked about right now that people are are worried about are things like uh, side effects and risks and mm -hmm. stuff like that, especially with it being such a quick um, vaccine production turnaround. And I won't go into that. We talked about that a lot last time I was on. Um, but uh, but the side effects, um, you're, you're totally right. There are going to be people who get sick after they get the vaccine. There are going to be people who get the vaccine one day and then die the next day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that doesn't mean that that is what caused it, guys. Right. Causality. Um, and what, yeah. is, what is it? Causation and cause... No. Uh, Correlation does not equal causation. causation. There you go. I, I yeah. never remember any of the fa famous sayings that I'm supposed to remember, but that, that's fine. <laughs> so, so what are the side effects? Um, you're likely to get normal vaccine side effects, pain, redness, swelling at the injection site. You've heard all these before. Mm -hmm. sure. Headache, yeah. fatigue, chills, muscle pain, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and those are normal side effects. Something to remember about, I was just talking to this, about this to my wife yesterday. Um, something to that's really useful to remember is that when you get a vaccine, the, po the, the point of a vaccine is to trick your body into thinking you've gotten the virus, right? Right, right. And and so it will respond accordingly mm -hmm. as if it had the virus. Well, that means you're going to have symptoms of, <laughs> you know, like it's mm -hmm. normal. Mm -hmm. If you're experiencing those symptoms, it's kind of like if you experience these symptoms, it tells you that it's working mm -hmm. in a way. <laughs> um, so it's it's okay. Now, that doesn't mean if you don't experience symptoms that it's not working. So don't think that. Yeah, the um, flu shots never give me <laughs> symptoms ever. Like I never get that yeah. with a flu shot, but some people do. My wife does. She gets a little little hammered on a on a flu shot. I just, to me, it's like wind. I don't feel anything. It just happens. Yeah. So it just so, depends on who so, you are. But also there's legal ramifications if you're claiming otherwise. So that's why when you see one of these late night freaking, you know, you're watching your 24 hours new news network or whatever, and you hear a commercial for pooploxetine, ask your doctor if it's right for you. And there's an old guy doing the lawn and saying, boy, well, I'm this. And then they get into the, some people who took, had their spleen fall out. One guy's eyeball came out of his butthole, like all those kind of things. And you're like, well, they have to say it if that happened in the study. Right. Even if uh, that yeah. person in the study was going to have his eyeball fall out of his ass anyway. Yeah. Because that was just going to happen. Because he's on the study, they have to go, all right, well, put, tick that box because that's the legal thing right now. That's, you have to mm -hmm. disclose those yes. things. So I'm not saying everybody rush out and take all the pills they hear about on, on the internet or on TV. I'm just saying, you know, if they say some people experience this, don't be shocked if you have that. But also your car accident or you bonking your head had nothing to do with anything. Everyone wants to tie yeah. everything to an experience they had that day, and it's not always connected. Remember that they have... We we do know that there are no serious complications of anyone who is in the trials. We know that. So that's not a problem. Um, there have been a couple of severe allergic reactions to the vaccine, but mm -hmm. 
that happens right. with any vaccine. It's just we're not constantly uh, yelling it on the news every time someone gets a allergic reaction to a flu vaccine. Yeah. Um, because the the spotlight is on this right now, so we're hearing everything that happens. Um, it's it's normal. Like you're actually more likely. This is true. You're more likely to get sh- uh, struck by lightning than you are to have an allergic reaction to a vaccine. Oh, sweet. Um, I, I feel good so, about those odds. That's all right. <laughs> Ironically, I'm allergic to lightning strikes. So, <laughs> yeah. yep, that's yeah, why your so your life rough. as a as a um, as a storm wizard never really paid. Never really worked. That's right. Yeah. So, is there any metal in that hat? Yeah. No, thank you. No, thanks. <laughs> I almost got struck uh, by lightning once. I don't think I've ever told the story, but I was hiding under a tree when I was a kid. We played soccer that day. It was a soccer day, and everyone's hiding under a tree, which back then they told you to do. I think maybe they still do. I don't know. I don't know if they still yeah. do or not. But here, hold this lightning rod. Right, basically, right, it felt so. like if it may, it's probably wrong now. I don't remember how it all changed. But anyway, we stood under this tree, and lightning struck the tree, three trees over, from where we were all sitting. Oh my god! That's as close as we got, and it was loud, dude. I mean, I swear, if I've got if I have any hearing loss at this stage, I still blame it on my eight year old experience when I was under that tree. <laughs> Did anyway. you guys run over that that other tree because the likelihood of lightning striking <laughs> twice, twice in the same place? Yeah. <laughs> About it at That's the, time. the safest tree now. Here, here's my here's my most prominent memory about it though. When it clapped, it made this horrible sound in the flash. Yeah. Uh, I all I remember is I was chewing on a big wad of Gatorade gum, the mm-hmm. green kind or yellow kind, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. freaked me out so bad that the gum just shot out of my mouth and I lost it. It was that was the end of that. <laughs> that gum is what saved you, probably. Probably did. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Gatorade. You did it. Uh, well, all right. This is a good update on what's going on. Uh, we'll, of course, check back in uh, probably even on this very same subject after we've had some time with it. Uh, but other uh, the science stuff that pops up, make sure to let people yep. know, Bobby, where they can find your cool show, what's it called, and where they can get it. I have a podcast called All Around Science, and you can get it everywhere that you want, but you can also go to allaroundscience.com. Um, I do talk about things that are not COVID related on that podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> you mean there's other things going there on? There are in the world other that we things can talk going about? on in mm. science. Yeah, it's been wow. hard to find them, but that's we do the hard work for you. Oh, um, <laughs> good deal. And um, last week we talked about eyes and how cool eyes are in science of eyes and except evolution. when they come out of your butthole. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't. Yeah, well, we should have talked about that. We should have. Um, look, there's always there's always a future episode. Plus, look, my eyes are garbage. <laughs> my guys have always been garbage. They're better than they've been before but i probably should listen to that episode like i had cataracts at a young age which is weird uh also without eyes you're screwed like eyes are weird and the fact that you don't here here's my favorite eye thing and i don't know if you guys talked about this but all of none of us right now talking to each other or anyone listening is thinking about it but your nose is always visible to your eyes but our brains have been trained to not notice that it's there and in the way and so if you think about it now you're screwed because now all I can see is this freaking nose in front of me. But normally you don't because your brain's like trained to not notice this object that is yeah. clearly yeah, in your vision. Out, yeah. You know, it's crazy to me. There's a there's a blind spot in in the vision of both your eyes. Literally, there's a spot on your retina that cannot receive light. And uh, your brain just fills it in instead of having a black dot in your field of vision. Oh, that's why I never see really weird people at Walmart. I think that dot is what's seeing those people yeah. when I go there. It's, you're only looking at them right there on the I, I say that like I go to Walmart very often. It's been like a year and a half. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, excellent stuff. Bobby Franks, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging with us, and we'll do this again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. 
I find his voice calming and soothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's kind of ASMR. Yeah. A little bit. Bobby mm-hmm. AS, Bobby Samar. Well done. Bob B- Bobby Frank Samar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's totally nailed, nailed it. it. That's not an awkward uh, way to phrase it at all. Not at all. But this is right here. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go take my vitamins. Your news has upset me greatly. Let's do some news brought to you by. The upsetting kind of vitamins. Hey, uh, Coverville today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. What's coming up? Well, it's X to the Mass. That's right. It's time for your annual Christmas cover episode. So look for covers of, of course, your favorites like uh, Sleigh Ride and Do You Hear What I Hear and a rock and like a punk rock version of Jingle Bells, plus a couple of tunes from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And uh, if you're hoping to get away from Wham! last Christmas, well, uh, don't listen to this episode. But if you want a really good version of that, that ends with the most un-Christmas-like word, the very last word of this last Christmas cover is the most un-Christmas word you'll ever hear. Really? Uh, you'll have to tune in to hear it. It's at uh, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Is it like, you're lame, Jesus? Or something like that? No. Okay, I'll have to tune in. You'll just have to tune in. All right. Uh, the Jeannie says, my husband thinks the song from Charlie Brown's Christmas is the worst ever. The Christmas time is here. Yeah, it's pretty cheer. bad. That one? It's pretty bad. It's just really like, like drag you through the mud kind of slow boat. It's not great. Well, what if I told you that you'll get a version of that song done with lounge guitars and no vocals because that fits I'm in. fits better than than those horrible kids singing. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Good. Okay. Right. You'll get that. Okay. You'll get that on today's show. All right. 1 p.m. Mountain for the live show. 1 p.m. Mountain. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got news about a cop. This is kind of funny. A cop delivered a pizza. Mm-hmm. Not something they normally do. After he arrested the delivery driver of said pizza. <laughs> Uh, I love it because uh, it's not the it's not the people who ordered the Marco's pizza that uh, uh, that are at fault. Why should they Why should they be punished? Not getting exactly. pizza. So check this out. Officers from the Maritia Police Department were on patrol, a routine patrol on Friday, when they spotted a traffic violator. Traffic violator. Uh, is it <laughs> my tra- favorite Depeche Mode album? Oh, I know, right? And my favorite uh, Spawn character, ancillary Spawn character. <laughs> The traffic violator. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a deep cut for spawn readers, by the way. So enjoy. Uh, where were we here? Oh, as it turns out, the driver not only had an outstanding felony warrant, but a hot pizza to deliver. That was his current job. So, Officer John McCarthy, oh. I'll take your pizza to the destination you meant to take it to. Because that's what we do. The Irish always deliver. <laughs> <sighs> Too much caffeine. I gotta. I gotta yeah, pull I guess it back. So yeah. McCarthy always delivers his pizza. That's right. <laughs> the McCarthy family never screws up. We take the pizza right where it goes. Anyway, he says, uh, uh, Officer McCarthy stepped in to fill the delivery driver's shoes and got the pizza to the hungry citizen. The hot pie was delivered to the rightful address, according to the police. Quote, the smile on the hungry citizen's face. They're talking like RoboCop here. The hungry, <laughs> the hungry citizen received their pizza. Please drop your weapon. Like... Drop your weapon. Drop your weapon. Drop, <laughs> drop your weapon. You're going to pay for this pizza. <laughs> What's your name, son? Anyway, uh, they got a tip. 
And uh, the, oh no, it says uh, needed to know what? Okay, Citizen's Face was all the tip needed to know they were doing a good job, which means they didn't That's actually right. get tipped. That sucks. They didn't get a tip. Yeah. Boo! Give the cop a tip. Tip that cop. <laughs> or is that a bribe? You gotta, you gotta wonder though what the first, the first thought of, uh, the first thought was when the person opened the door to find a policeman there. Yeah. When they're expecting a pizza. Yeah, that'd be. I don't know what I'd think. Sir, probably... can I get you to step out of your house, please? <laughs> yep, got a pizza for you. Can you describe the pizza? Did you order? Did you order Canadian bacon and pineapple? Yeah, is this did you? Did you order pineapple on this thing, sir? Turn around. Uh, I hope you have a lawyer because you can't have pineapple on your pizza. <laughs> well, so good you have job, right officer. To not have pe- uh, pineapple on your pizza. There you go. Well, the luck of the Irish prevailed, and they got their pizza. Well done. Uh, there was a camel, not cigarette. But the animal mm-hmm. spotted okay. shopping at a, a Bath and Body Works with the uh, with owner in Nevada. Oh, the owner of the camel. I get it. Not the, the owner, owner of the of camel. The, not the owner of the Bath and Body Works. Well, was it sense. a Wednesday? It was <laughs> yes, it was a Wednesday, Brian. Okay, good. All right. Well, then it's okay. <laughs> oh, ask your parents or something. <laughs> um, ask your Geico commercial. Yeah, ask now. your Geico. Ask your parents who watch TV still with commercials. <laughs> um, all right. Says Camel was spotted in a Bath and Body Works in Nevada recently with its owner. Video footage is showing the bizarre scene took place in Henderson, Nevada, which is just south. Mm-hmm. We've been there. We know mm-hmm. that place. Yep. Uh, June Hillard, uh, passerby who was shopping next to the Bath and Body Works, captured the strange sight on video. The owner can be seen leading the animal by a leash into the store. The camel casually strolls in. As staff and fellow shoppers appear to clear a path, uh, others out on the street can be seen with their phones capturing the unusual spectacle. I think this has video. Let's see. It does. So this is like a, uh, wow. Fox News Flash Headline News. Yeah. I don't even. Oh, no. It's giving giving me other garbage. I want to. How far do I get to the camel story? Do I have to watch all this to get to the camel story? No. Oh, there's the video. The video story is in the Twitter post. Oh, there it is. Okay. Here we go. We have audio for this. Oh, this music. I hate that. I know. You don't need to provide your own witty commentary on a video you share. Yeah. Look at those lady, la- uh, lady, uh, lady humps. Uh, or no, one. That's a one hump camel. That's one. That's one. So they only do you know they only what have kind sex. of camel that is. They have sex one time their whole life. One time, <laughs> one shot. Do you know what kind of camel that is? Uh, it's, it's got one hump. It's called um, Uno Humpo. No, it's a dromedary. Damn it! Because so like this, this is the great. When I learned this, is like the best thing. So you know, there's a dromedary and. Oh, what's the bee? The bee is a... Uh, it's a little flying insect that brings honey. Bactrian. Thank you, oh. Dice Tomato. Okay. So when you turn a bee on its side, <laughs> it's got two humps. When you turn a D on its side, it's got one hump. Oh. So if it's a one-hump camel, you know it's a dromedary. If it's got two humps, it's a Bactrian. I didn't have it on my bingo card that Brian knew this much about, about camels. I'm blown away by it's it. It's like the easiest... It is, it is like... You know, there, there are like all your clever ways of remembering every good boy deserves fudge and all these other things, oh, sure. right? Sure. Uh, this feels like the easiest thing that you'll ever learn that you'll never forget. Wow. The, the, the way to tell a uh, Bactrian uh, apart from I the like it. I, did, I learned something today. I never even heard of that till today. So well done. I just thought there were just some with two and one with one, and, and, and you didn't, it didn't, it was just like <laughs> a random thing. And they didn't have a name for it, but 
That's right. Alucard points out, doesn't help much when you can't remember the word, though. This is true. So if it was a two-hump camel, I would have said, ah, that's that camel that's the B type. <laughs> Bactrian. That's right. Bacterian. That's a bacterian camel. And the other one is a dormitory. Well, hold on. Now uh, that I have stuff in my head about camels, that is probably bad information. Yes. Uh, the one on the cigarette pact is a, is a penis. <laughs> not that, though. Like, okay. do, do they carry their water in their humps or not? What did I? Is that fake? Or well, it's it? fat. I mean, they store fat in their humps, and um, their body, I think, lives off the moisture of that fat. Okay. Um, so it does have something desert, to do with them becoming, or uh, hydration and whatever. I think like, so. I mean, it's not like it's like little like tanks, like storage <laughs> tanks. I think it's just... I mean, that's it's I, like I'm, any fat in your body. Your body, if you go without food, you live off the fat in your body. Okay. Because I'm trying to think, like, what evolutionary advantage does it give them to have those humps given their natural habitat, their desert, low water, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we've all learned something today on Wild Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Santa has to pee is our next headline, and that's true. Oh, excellent! All yeah. right, here's a here's a uh, Christmas story, kids. On 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 on, on, on I can't say these words. On, an Ontario family. Woo! Not a. And on and on. <laughs> See, it's hard. An Ontario, yes. An Ontario family. Here it is. Is frustrated and disappointed after saving to attend the holiday nights of lights festival in Vaughn. Only to be uh, or to missing Santa Claus because he was taking a pee. All right, this is a, this is an article. Yeah, this somebody is the article. made this news. This was news. Check it out. In 2020, right. this okay. is news. Michelle L, a mother of seven-year-old twins, uh, told Blog Two, whatever the hell that is, her children mm-hmm. were beyond excited to see Santa at the Lights Festival on the 12th. As you can imagine, the highlight of this show this year for any child would be San, uh, to be Santa. Don't you know? Oh, I'm doing Minnesota. I'm trying to do Canada. What am yeah. I thinking? Yeah, Canada. Fargo, hey. dude. Fargo. Oh, as you can imagine, the highlight of this light show for any child would be Santa at the end, you know? There you go. That's what it's all about, (laughs) to see Santa. We were real sorry not to see him. (laughs) Real sorry. Sorry. We had to go to Mike Hortons to, or Tim Hortons to calm our nerves. Mike Hortons. Mike Hortons, he was the uh, the doctor on Days of Our Lives. He did not have coffee or donuts. Nor did he hear a who, as far as Or Tim Bits. Yeah, Yeah. he heard no who. (laughs) Uh, anyway, they went through the thing. They went to go see Santa, and they were all disappointed because he had to pee, and it was very hurtful. She says, "I can't oh, believe that's Pete's news anywhere." Sake. That's news. But did he come out after he was done peeing? And oh, things changed magically when Santa was done peeing and came out and saw the the seven year old twins. Yeah, it's not news. I'm sorry, it's just not news. What is blog? We borrowed a car specifically for this occasion. <laughs> Get that guy in Futurama and get that alien on that episode. <laughs> right. uh, blog two. Let's see what that is. A Tor- oh, it's a it's a Tor- oh, it's it's blog Toronto. Sexy cat is saying Toronto. Yeah. Blog okay. To you. Uh, Toronto man posts photos of mislabeled vending machine food. They were and they were hilarious. That's another art- article. How about this? this great. Wow. This is uh, apparently uh, blog uh, to. Yeah, really, really, uh, really scraping for some news right now. Yep. Here's one that says people dressed as sheep are roaming around Toronto singing Christmas carols. This is like some old, old timey, like small town stuff in here. Yeah. And and uh, do you see this first? So you go to their homepage right now. Yeah. A downtown Toronto parking lot is transforming into green space, but they put they spelled parking either with a capital I or an L. 
So it's a downtown Toronto parkling lot is transforming into <laughs> parkling lot. Parkling lot. Yeah, you gotta watch for, for parklings. They're worse than uh, I don't know. What's another thing that's bad? Yeah. I can't think of anything. There's yeah, a typo what? on the homepage. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. What happened there? Okay, this is not a good news source. I'm never using it again. No. Uh, but I will do this. I will take a break now, and so will you. I do like their so. use of Futura, though. Futura, oh, yeah, Futura is a very is pleasing font for yeah. this. Futura uh, is site. great for everything. I love that font. Yeah, I like Futura. I hope nobody ruins it like they do Impact <laughs> or... Comic like, Sans yeah. or Papyrus or... Apparently yeah. Comic Sans is beloved by the dyslexia crowd. Oh, right, right, right. It does help uh, with children reading and dyslexia, we found out. Yeah, um, we is- have a container of uh, pimento cheese spread up in our fridge that is in yeah. Comic Sans and I and I feel the sourness every time I take a bite of that <laughs> Comic Sans labeled pimento cheese <laughs> on a piece of celery. I gotta watch <clears throat> there's a documentary about the guy who made that font. I gotta find it. <clears throat> I wanna read, I wanna see a documentary about that font. Anyway mm-hmm. there can be one about Helvetica they can do one about Comic Sans. We're gonna take a break when we come back. Mm-hmm. Wendy will be here we got an email to discuss, some other stuff before that, Brian will now introduce a song that you will all hear, Brian. That's right. Um, I love the fact that the 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 albums that I'm promoting right now don't come out until next year because it feels hopeful, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, there will be a 2021. We will get the new, the new album from the band, Claude, and uh, we get to hear the rest of this great music because that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear uh, a single that comes out today. I'm sorry, that came out today for the debut album, Super Monster, by the band Claude, C-L-A-U-D. Um, this is, uh, boy, we talk about dream pop and, and, and stuff like that on the show. This is kind of dream poppy. It's cool. Mm. It's just, it's just a good, it's a good song. It's a, mm. yeah. I mean, what else? It's an indie pop tune from Claude. Uh, this is the new song called soft spot. Uh, big thanks to grandstand and satisfactory records for, uh, sending this one over. The album comes out February 12th. Here's Claude and soft spot.
showers that's right that thing you do every day so you can be nice and refreshed and ready for your day well we're excited to tell you about our brand new sponsor nebia uh they're backed by some of the biggest names in silicon valley you may have heard of tim cook of apple fame designed by former tesla oh yeah he's great right up there with his products products Uh, (laughs) he's a former tesla or not he's not designed by former tesla nasa and apple engineers who spent years researching and developing a superior shower experience that saves water and is anything but ordinary. The Nebbia by Moen Shower Spa is Nebbia's most advanced shower yet with twice the coverage and half the water usage of standard shower heads. So for example, despite using 45% less water, its spray is 81% more powerful than the competition. That seems good, doesn't it, Brian? That seems it's good. Amazing. Yeah, I don't. I, for for being a water saving, you usually get those water saving uh, showers, and they just trickle. Yeah. Out of the the shower head. No, this one. This feels like it's putting out more water than our previous shower head. I that's, love it. That's exactly right. Nebbia's atomized droplets, rinse shampoo and conditioner, even out of the thickest of hair. Not really a problem mm. for me here, Brian. No. Mine's no. thin. Well, you know, is... my shoulders. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's other hair to deal with. (laughs) With self-installation being so easy, Nebbia by Moen can be installed in 15 minutes or less without the need for contractors, plumbers, broken tiles, all the stuff I usually do. Um, Honestly, if you can change a light bulb, you can install Nebbia by Moen. Nebbia balances functionality with clean aesthetics to achieve a timeless design. The Nebbia by Moen Shower Spa or Spa Shower is available in four premium finishes, to complement any bathroom, white and chrome, spot-resistant nickel, matte black, and black and chrome. Brian, which one did you get? I can't remember. I went with the uh, matte black, which looks so cool and and also is kind of a design motif that we're going to be going uh, changing our bathroom to. So it's like, oh, this is kind of ahead of the ahead of the rest of the bathroom. We'll we'll redesign the bathroom around that matte black, which just looks gorgeous. So for so you, good. was it as easy to install as I, I'm sure it was easier for you because I'm super dumb with this kind of stuff. Oh, I've never done anything plumbing wise. I have, you know, Tina's dad used to be our our go to person for uh, coming over anytime we needed anything done. Tina, dad, could you come over and install? <laughs> I did this myself. It took 15 minutes. It's not an exaggeration. It was easy and looks great. There's no. You know, I don't have any tape holding anything up or <laughs> like nails in the wall, like right. other projects I might have done. Sure. Super, super easy. That's awesome. Do you, do you, okay, we're both tall guys. 
how'd yeah. you feel about yeah. the height of the thing? Because that was a worry I had, and I'm I'm happy to say it worked out great for me. How's that feel for you? It's perfect for me too because um, I have to shave my head a lot, and I don't want water constantly running on my head while I've got you know the the uh, shaving cream or the stuff on it, which is probably a similar thing to women who don't want to want to wash their hair every day. I just have it up there. Uh, get under the water gets me all you know I'll, I'll I'll wet it up then I move the shower head down put the stuff on my head shave my head again and then move it back up to rinse it's amazingly flexible and and easy to use for uh, for all that kind of stuff it doesn't feel like you're gonna break it either which is nice no like no it feels solid it's like it and it stays wherever you move that shower head it stays so it's like up get yep. me uh, all covered with water and it's like a like a steam bath in there, just fantastic. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make any false claims here over, overall, but I do want to make this one statement. For some reason, it took longer for my water to heat up before I got this thing, and now my water mm. heats up faster. So I'm not only saving water; I seem to be getting hotter faster, which is great when it's 23 degrees out. So I guess I'm glad that's happening as well. Uh, you can also yeah. get shower shelves. They install in minutes. They're 100% mm-hmm. sustainable. Uh, the finish matches your Nebia Moen uh, uh, decision on, on your design. So your black and chrome must have fit nicely with that. Uh, Perfectly. Yeah, it looks good. The, the shelf sits right next to it. It's got little little holes so all the water drains out from uh, the bar of soap, the shampoo, which I'm used, and uh, other things. It's... it's uh, and it looks perfect. It's the perfect complement to the yeah. shower. They have great accessories, including a shower curtain that uh, we ended up getting made from 41, uh, 41 recycled water bottles, anti-billowing design, machine washable, PVC free, and designed uh, to last 10 years. 41 recycled water bottles are wow. in my shower curtain. And you'd never know. It's just this nice shower curtain that just looks really good. When I found out it was made from all this recycled stuff, I don't know. I feel like I was, I feel like my carbon footprint lifted a little doing, bit. Doing something right. That's right. right. Yeah, you're, it's not too bad. <laughs> so check this out. The Nebia by Moen Shower Spa starts at just $199 for TMS or Morning Stream listeners like you guys. And we have a great deal for you. For the first 100 people to use the code TMS at Nebia.com, we'll give 15% off site-wide. That's a 15% savings across the site no matter what you get. Nebia rarely does deals like this, so this is a great deal for you to jump on right now, especially for the holidays. Go to nebia.com slash TMS. That's N-E-B-I-A dot com slash TMS to check out what they have to offer. And like we said, the first 100 people to use that code TMS when checking out will save 15%. Oh, Brian, can you think of anything better? What a deal. I could almost do the math on that myself and figure out how much they're going to get. But it's better if they go do it themselves. Nebia.com slash TMS. There you go. And also, just a side note, this is as close as it ever felt like that I was taking a shower with Brian because we both. (laughs) It is the morning stream. It is. So go have your own and get one. They're awesome. One more time. It's Nebia.com slash TMS. Son, we are not the U.S. Postal Service. This is the Morning Squeerini. We 
have returned. And yes, that is Third mm. Eagle singing, everyone. That's who that Golly. is. Yeah. His, uh, what's gotten into his, his audio quality? I it's mean, it bad. sounds like he... It's horrible. It was really, really bad. Yeah. And his other stuff, his earlier stuff, his earlier work was a lot better produced. I agree. He spent too much time rubbing beads and chanting Trump's name or whatever he does now. <laughs> We're going to pray today to only count uh, the legal votes no, and legal. not the illegal votes. Legal votes. Uh, your heads and, and, ch- and pray with me now. <laughs> For this six-hour YouTube stream. We're praying for our friend uh, Giuliani, <laughs> who is uh, <laughs> struck down in the prime of his life. <laughs> uh, oh, really yeah. good, William Tapley. Once again, Brian's best impressions are people no one in the larger sphere knows. <laughs> That's right. Ken Kratz, William Tapley, and, uh, and, and uh, James. James from Same Sex yeah. Mary. <laughs> yeah, Same Sex Mary's James. <laughs> It's too good, man. Oh my gosh, that's good. All right, we're gonna. I can't remember who, who we saw. There was some interview that uh, we saw with somebody that who's your most obscure impersonation that you do, mm. and uh, uh, that was the, the the interviewer's question. And then they turned out this 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 you know. Well, it's a guy that I would, you know one of my old uh, teachers back in high school. I did it perfectly, and here it is. Mm. You just have to imagine it sounds just like the, the right person. Yeah, like the closest I have to any of that is the Queen. And it's not good. It's just a ridiculous, over-the-top yelling. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah, but it's not like... She doesn't really sound like that. Well, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But if she... Oh, shit. I screwed up. Hold on. Damn it. (laughs) I hang up on Brian. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry, that was was me. Okay. There we go. Let's try that again. I have to ring. I can tell. I did that thing where... Call and ring. It used to be one click. Now it's two separate things, and they're right next to each other. Oh. And I... Well, you know the rest of the story, everybody. The you nerve. saw what happened. The nerve. You saw what happened. All right. Uh, Wendy being called, hopefully being picked up here shortly. Yeah, Join ringing. me in praying for Grandma, who recently got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> uh, see, if he was more mainstream, I think it's bankable how good yours is. Like, <laughs> I think you could make really great money as a William Tapley impressionist. They put you on SNL and everything. If he was just a little bigger, he needs to be bigger. <laughs> Not that I want him to be bigger or his influence to join, spread because he's nuts. Join me in praying for the Jenkins family down the street whose child saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he online right now? Should we check in no, on him? He, he uh, usually finishes a stream like a, a bit before uh, we start ours. Ah, but crap. what was today's? Let's uh, see what today's. Uh, about to find out. Today's topic was. Oh, I think we have a Wendy. Oh, do we? Wendy, you there? Wendy. Oh, hi. Yeah. We do have a Wendy. How are you? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to play this. Hold on. Where, where's your thing here? Oh, yeah. No, that's not it. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Can't find you. Oh. Everyone knows it's it's Wendy. Wendy with an I. Hey, it's my Wendy. sister, Wendy. She's a, a professional therapist, comes on Thursdays, and we do Therapy Thursday, where we answer your questions, sometimes talk about larger topics, and otherwise hang out. Uh, Wendy, you weren't here last week because I had a meeting, and that sucked, but it's good to have you back. How are you? I'm good. Who did you have a meeting with? It was a client art thing I had to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, boring stuff. Oh, I'm just picturing fancy. you like getting a suit on, going to a table. Nope. Just getting on a Zoom call and... Uh, <laughs> talking i mean i had to look decent and i did 
but I didn't. Good job. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Good. like today I'm wearing a nice sweater. I got some, I got all ready today. I don't need to, but I do because I feel better about my day when I do. So there's some, there's probably a good topic about that. We could do sometime about like where your uh, productivity slash confidence slash all that stuff comes in when you take the time to like get up early, get all your stuff done, you know, maybe take your time because you got no, you got up, up enough early to sort of like be prepared for your day, shower, shave, you know, the whole biz in this time of everyone's working from home, there's something to that, I think. I don't know. There is. There always has been, too. It's just now 90% of us have to learn it. Yeah, now everyone <laughs> Whereas before, only a few did. Then there are those days where it's just sweats and a hat, and I'm fine with those, too, sometimes. It's just how it is. Anyway, uh, it's good to have you here. Um, uh, we're going to yeah. do an email today, this week, and uh, I think this will be our... Well, wait, when's was Christmas? One billionth or? email. Is this the last? <laughs> is this the you know the one billionth email gets free advice? Yeah, that's right. It's one billion. Yeah, served. I've been getting paid this whole time. So yeah. big bucks, big bucks. So hold on a second. If we are, is this our last windy time before the end of the year? Oh yes, because we've got Christmas. Well, it depends on if we Every do a Christmas Thursday Eve is a New holiday. Eve. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. And I've done. Depends on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve shows. Yeah, I guess we're not doing. And that if you've time. been a fan for a long time, you know my favorite day is Thursday. That's right. So What's that this about? This is exciting to have Christmas and New Year's Eve on Thursday. Why is, why is your day? Why is that your favorite day? I, was, I forget. Uh, I feel like it happened when I was a kid and school like. It meant Friday, and Friday was like it was like a pre-Friday feeling, and that's I just loved it. It wasn't best. It wasn't must, must watch TV or anything. I like think that. that's related too. Remember, seven p.m. You could watch Family Ties and yeah. Cosby well, Show. Yeah, I mean, must see TV. Come on, must see TV this Thursday. That had to be related, yeah. right? And totally. I, I think yeah. it was probably the connected best in some way. Television shows were on, uh, but it also feels like that was the night where we as a family actually did that together. There was no other nights where mm. or days where everybody was like all hunkered around to watch together as much mm -hmm. as that Thursday night ritual, which I think was common in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but it seems like it was. So yeah, I like Thursdays too for similar reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thursdays are cool. Um, also, if you're a four, four day work week kind of person, you love Thursdays. Oh man. Yeah. They're the best. Sadly, we're not one of those. All right. Uh, well, let's get to it. We're going to read this email and make the best of it since we won't see Wendy until 2021. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? I know. That's it's amazing. Weird. It's weird. This year is weird. Okay. Uh, Better this, make this advice worth it. This then. year is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, from someone named H is who we'll call them. And they say this. Hi, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. I'm writing for Therapy Thursdays. I hope to get some insight on motivation. Backstory. In 2018, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, the bad hallucinations, uh, talking to, uh, to God kind is uh, what, uh, how this person describes wow. it. The negatives were I was out of touch with reality, but the positive was that in the midst of my episode, I was creating art and working on my small, small business art hobby. I was pumping out beautiful pieces left and right, and in no time, uh, sorry, and in, in no time was generating buzz in my community and getting art shows, etc. Moderate success as an artist. When I was diagnosed and medicated, the art stopped. This lifestyle has been a dream of mine since my entire life, and it was gone. I zombied out on the medication and stopped artwork completely for two years. I struggled with depression and anxiety while we were working to find the right dose of medicine. Finally, in February, I got it right, and I have been on the same dose since then. I have stabled out significantly and do not hallucinate or talk to God anymore. Anyway, art is coming back. I forced myself to sign up for a show that has deadlines, and art, uh, deadlines that are looming for me. 
I want to tap into that creative stream without bringing back my old manic, unstable self. I have a supporting husband and children. I need motivation to do it, but sometimes when I uh, pursue these art pieces, I get the feeling and worry or get that feeling and worry that mania might be coming back. How do I do this without triggering past memories or past feelings of instability? How do I stabilize my motivation so it's consistent and not up and down? Thanks for the tips and the help. H. Uh, I really relate to this email, not in the sense of the bipolar disorder uh, part of it, but this concept that when you go through chemical changes, whatever they may be, or emotional changes, they can have a real impact, sometimes for the positive, but sometimes really for the negative in creativity and creative output. And I've definitely had those moments. That's more than just writer's block or artist block, or I need a week away from this to, to get creative again, or you know, more than that. So I, I feel some of this pain, uh, but not all of it, because some of this stuff's pretty serious. So, uh, Wendy, where do you want to go with this one? I first want to start with um, like the way my understanding of mental illness has morphed over time um, before I get into this. So there's like a caveat, you know, you're working with a psychiatrist, you hopefully have someone you've talked to or, you know, are getting guidance in other ways. This, I hope this really isn't your only source of help. Um, no, I just, just obviously making sure, you know, you are being careful Um, So that's the caveat before I say this caveat, which is um, the longer I live and the more people I interact with, I I feel like, you know, mental illness is the medicalized uh, model that we all can understand. That term, the idea behind it, it's like this person's sick. Oh, yeah, we understand that because we've all been sick and we know what that's like when our bodies are sick or something breaks in our body, a bone or whatever. Like it's, it's like being able to dumb it down for the rest of us. And yet I'm not sure it's, um, what it is in the same way. I just think it's the way we handle it. So for example, sort of anybody hearing voices, hearing the voice of God or having some hallucination, like I could just give you a psychedelic right now, Scott, and I can make you hear the voice of God. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right? How are you going to do, do that, that live you, on the show? You're in Minnesota. How can we do? We can't do that right now. I but, don't know. Where is it okay. legal? Anyway, but the point is, <laughs> Amsterdam. That there is some type of um, situation in the brain that is allowing something to happen that can happen with a, a, a psychotropic medication. That you know, even including feeling better. Right. So you're feeling really sad. I can give you an antidepressant, and you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. I just did the same kind of voodoo just in the other direction, right? So there's something, I mean, and maybe I'm being way too obtuse here, but just this idea that you, um, we have the the sort of extreme on any side um, is going to be out of the norm. And the norm is like, you know, you do your dishes, you go to work, you have, go to a Christmas party. Like there's some really basic stuff we all consider in the range of normal yeah. mental well-being, right? Sure. Um, and I just think the more extreme of something, you know, that's how we label it. So for example, everybody, and we proved this the other day when we talked about IFS and had you guys, had you talked to your foot, Scott, remember that? And yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been, I've done this a few times, by the way. The knot in my stomach, right? Yeah. 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 I've tried this a few times since then, just, just to fiddle with it and like sort of experiment Maybe. and train my brain. And it's been interesting. That's been a weird, that was one of my favorite things you ever came on here with. And 
I don't know. I've had a few conversations with other parts of myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the hallucinogens, but some of them are talking back. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. could be that. And here's the thing. It's like the extremity is that, I mean, we all hear a voice in our head, and usually we think it's our voice, or we're not even paying attention. Thoughts are is a voice, basically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not audible, right? Some people do not experience audible um, under, hearing of their own thoughts or words, and then others do. And so we have this huge uh, range, right? And to the point where it is tormenting and difficult and like really destructive in your life is on the extreme side. So we call that mental illness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the rest of us aren't that far from it. We just have, there's certain things that are not happening in our brains. So what's fascinating, and I'm sure, and I always say this and I never do it. So maybe someone just point me in the right direction, but I find the the artistic world so fascinating because I'm just not artistic in any way that I identify as I don't, I have my aphantasia where I can't imagine things in my head or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just find that incredibly interesting that people are seeing and experiencing things. And, you know, especially even just a basic thing like color, like they'll see more color than I'm going to see. And they feel things maybe differently or deeply. So you take, this person who's writing in that when they are in a manic state, which all of us have tasted mania, just a tiny taste of it, which is like super feeling great on top of the world feeling. But then in a manic episode, it's, it's beyond that and it's consistent and you start to make really dangerous decisions, right? Imagine if it's the happiest day of your life and it just kept going and going and you're giving your money away and you're, you're, painting the town and doing dangerous things you wouldn't normally do. So we all think, oh, we want to be happy. If we were sustaining high happiness, that is what mania is. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually you know, has this pretty negative, difficult side effect. So here's this person who creates this incredible art and it comes out of them just so fluently when they are in a manic state. Yeah. But you can't survive life on our planet where we all congregate around the middle and that's our definition of mental health, right? Um, and still function and get along and survive that. So we medicate that. So my guess is this person's taking lithium or some other, there's there's a few different antipsychotics. I know that word is scary to everyone, but they're, they're really important drugs mm-hmm. where they can help folks um, sort of fix the extremities of this scale. Mm. So does that make sense? Or am I being crazy? No, no, no. I think think that sounds good. Can you tell, uh, uh, just for the record, lithium is, whenever someone says lithium, I think, oh, that's some kind of weird gas you'd fill your balloon with. (laughs) Like, I don't know what lithium is. Is it like... So uh, lithium is is a salt. It's basically salt. It's not like table salt, but it is um, salt. And it is amazing. It is amazing what it does for folks who have bipolar. Um, Because it really just regulates the swing right so the the mania for most people is not their problem uh as far as feeling good it's when it swings to the depressive side that is is so difficult and and the swinging so any of you who have been teaching kids from home and then their kids get to go back to school because of the pandemic and now they're back home and you think oh my gosh i'm gonna lose it right that times a billion is swinging between sort of it's the lack of consistency that can be so so difficult um, a lot of folks will take lithium and it will even out both ends. Mm-hmm. And so she's started describing like the numbing of impact and 
like the medication was probably too much or not the right nuance or maybe a mix and match that they hadn't figured out yet, mm-hmm. which meant she she just numbed out in every direction. Um, and, and, and that is not pleasant. Um, but so now she's got a, a good balance. She's got good help. That sounds awesome. And then she's now putting herself back into her artistic place, but it's very tied to the mania. Um, and, and so imagine being in the best mood of your life, but now it's also pressure and you have to hurry and you're panicking and you're painting your whole house and then you're gambling it all away. I mean, it's not mania has, it's, you know, good. It's a high, but imagine you're high all the time and you have to be high all the time. You can see how that gets so destructive and, and, and unsustainable and bad things happen. Right. So it, she probably has some trauma related to being in that state mm-hmm. that felt is, so is out of manic, control. Is so as manic, she enters artwork, that happens again. Is manic state like what you would get from sustained use of, say, or, or whatever the high of cocaine and or meth or, you know, stimulants? Is that yeah. the, that's the brain or that's the side of that spectrum we're talking about? Not like not like pot or, or whatever, where you're chill, that kind of high. But like high, no. like high energy, don't need to sleep, running around like crazy, yes. getting it all done. Yes. Okay. All right. So, I mean, when, you know, I've talked to someone in a manic episode where the things they accomplished in four days is, is not human. They're not eating and they're also not sleeping. So imagine that, like they painted yeah. their whole house. They um, built a bunch of things. They, I mean, it was amazing, the yeah. stuff. Yeah. And no sleep and no food. That's so it is like meth in that way in that sense of like this bizarre you know more than human energy and then the crash is just unbelievable it's not sustainable right you can't sustain no no matter and it's actually the most dangerous part of bipolar Mm. is in a manic state that's usually when people are hospitalized um right whereas on the depression side of the, the poles is you know, you can't get a bed, you're suicidal. So there's obviously danger on that side too. But so it's the extremity and the swinging that's, that's so difficult. So it sounds like she's gotten to a place where she wants, she's, she wants to get back into honoring her creative parts of her. But how do you do that without triggering the same thing? And it could even feel the same. And this is what's so tricky here is at least what I'm hearing from her is that the feeling of creativity is so tied to the feeling she had when she was being creative, but also talking to God and all the maybe negative consequences from that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. We've talked about this before with, with various kinds of trauma. So say you're, you know, oh my gosh, this is gory, but it just came in my mind and I'm going to say it, but let's say you're running your, your uh, disposal in your kitchen with some, a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> so it smells like citrus. And then you, accidentally put your hand in and cut your finger off. That's so gross. I apologize. But that's the thought. Now, guess what lemon is associated with? Yeah, cut right? your finger off. Mm. Right. It is. And and that dramatic and that out of your control and that much pain. And, you know, like there's no way your brain does not memorize the smell of lemon as the warning sign that something really bad is happening. Yeah. So she's got this connection that is probably pretty deep. Um and so it's the kind of thing where, again, she can be afraid the whole time she's going to fall back into a manic episode. If she is taking the medication and getting that help, it's very unlikely she will. Mm. But it's so tied to the feeling that 
you know, creating art is so tied to these other experiences. It really would behoove her to do some work with that trauma. Yeah. Just um, what's so interesting is it just sounds like an exaggerated, uh, uh, amplified version of what, what people on a more quote unquote normal range would call writer's block or burnout. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this feeling mm-hmm. of like, ah, I'm just not where I used to be creatively or whatever. I need to, I need to reduce it or whatever. And then you, sometimes that just takes time or looking at other people's art or whatever it is to kind of get that back. We're just talking about a bigger cavern here for her, right? Like a bigger, like a bigger divide. So, I mean, I think there's also another piece to this that would work for someone who, I mean, I, and I could be wrong again, if there's a book someone's written, please somebody send it to me. Cause I'm fascinated by this, but I just feel like creative people, there's a, there's a range of course, but I do think like on the genius side of it, there has probably been many, many artists who heard God talking to them. Yeah. Right. Or many artists who feel their hand move without their consent, you know, or some Mm -hmm. version of like, it's kind of mystical, right? Like I have no doubt of that because I mean, I'm so far in the other end um, that I can be curious about that without Mm -hmm. it being threatening to me. Like no one, no one can go, you know, Wendy, you're not creative and hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should be like, yep. I know. Um, and, and so to me, I feel like I'm watching some, I, and it's different. So I had a client once who very much was in this category and just, it, it's like her skin was really thin. So like more light got in more color was saturated in her eyeballs. Like we had this moment where we we're both looking at the same tree and she's like, do you see the purple? And I'm like, no, I just see green. <laughs> You know, and she just saw the world differently. So when she painted, her paintings were incredible. So she's just painting what she sees or yeah. what she feels. Yeah. Whereas if I painted what I saw or felt, it, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm very boring. But I do wonder about this too, because we know historically so many artists died unknown, you know, poor, decimated, mm-hmm. you know, by suicide, whatever. And so what struggles they went through I mean, how much is that related to this is not the right planet for artists, you know, like it's a great planet for those in the middle who can take in some stimuli and block out the rest. I don't know. Yeah. No. I, so that's my. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, li- I like that. Your posi- your, I like that your perspective on this is somebody who doesn't have, you know, f- at least you feel like you don't have all this creative stuff. I think you actually do, but it's just you just output it in different ways. But. But, but, you know, like just the sort of, oh, give me that canvas. I have this beautiful idea I need to get out and, you know, put in paint form or whatever. You not having that to the extreme gives you a unique opportunity to see this stuff more in, re- in stark relief. Do you know what I mean? Because then you can just go, wow, on the other end of the spectrum, people are doing crazy stuff. And it all turns out, it turns out they've all kind of got a little bit of jank in their head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. not to blanket everybody. I'm sure there's your some, words, not mine. Right. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's some extremely stable, one hundred percent with it, never never a you know, nary a, a problem with the, their mental state people exist that also output incredible volumes of amazing art and or writing or whatever. I'm sure oh, they exist. I mean. But I think most people like that have demons they fight every day and stuff that 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 comes from this that isn't necessarily necessarily positive. Like somebody who has a very active dream 
life where every night they're dreaming something super fantastical means you don't sleep as well, like as other people, like that's, that just seems like the norm for that other side of the spectrum, the right brain, whatever we call it these days, you know, creative people, um, thing. So from your perspective, that must be super interesting because you get to see it in this way. That's like laid bare for you instead of you being in the middle of it and not, not even noticing about yourself. Does that make any sense? I'm probably not making sense, but a lot of empathy for, for how much, how much turmoil that would create when it looks like the rest of the world is not having that challenge. Like they don't have a thing they have to get out on a canvas to feel better or whatever. Right. Like they're just watching the game and taking a nap. And you're like, how do you live like that when I see so, you know, and so I, I have a lot of empathy for how that must be difficult. Um, but I also think my perspective uh, is maybe slightly unique in this sense of like, I'm, I'm watching, I work with so many people who can see, and I don't want to take away from the power that calling something mental illness is because it means you'll get help or attention or it destigmatizing. Like there's a lot of power in this. So don't get me wrong. That's not like, there is no such thing as mental illness. That is not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is when we pathologize everything and everything is broken or everything is functioning wrong, mm-hmm. um, we, we may miss what's actually there. Like what's weird is that so many people aren't having this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that just keeps happening. The older I get, the more I just think, wow, it's actually incredible that people just like, go to work and take care of their dog and go to bed. Like that's, that's the amazing part. Um, but also that just like, there is some beauty to appreciate, um, in these challenges at the same time, we really need to help and support people. So now we have this medication. So going back to like how you do this dance and this balance is Mm -hmm. this medication gives her a chance to have her family, um, structure in her life stability, all of those amazing things that she can really appreciate and that the average person who's never gone through anything like this just thinks is normal. Mm. Um, So again, her fear here is maybe the fear of losing this thing she has found and, and going back to this sort of traumatic moment in time where she really was not doing well and was not healthy. Because it'd be one thing if mania was just like you got good sleep and you um, ate well and you were exercising and feeling really physically healthy. And then also you were talking to God. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, sort of the breakdown of of all the things that help you feel good and feel stable. I and so be, figuring that out's big. I, I mean, be, that that's huge. I would be curious what it means to when someone says, oh, I talked to God during that. Basically admitting to the idea that they were having hallucinogenic experiences or whatever. Like how, how, how full on is that for some people? Do they really have what they see as a conversation where in a, someone on the other end of this is, is speaking independently and not all coming from your own head. So their answers are their answers, not your answers coming through. So real quick. Um, I feel like I timed this well, but did you not have a conversation with your foot? Oh yeah, I guess I did, <laughs> but I did, but my foot never went audibly hello or went Hey, what's up with your, this toenail sure is a pain. Anyway, like I wasn't getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. And that's to me, this is, this is the idea of the the scale, right? So there's this version of, there's wisdom in connecting to parts of me that drive a lot of behavior or, you know, like I can internally ask the fear part of me, like, what are you trying to tell me? And it's just like, I need you to be careful. 
because you're a dingbat or whatever, you know, like mm. you can get thoughts. Some people it's audible. So yours wasn't maybe audible, Scott, but some people have an audible version and they are not anywhere close to schizophrenic. Mm. They're just tuning in. And we all hear our different. So inner critic, anybody, has anyone ever met your inner critic? I mean, now you don't necessarily talk to it, but yeah. if you did, you'd be really interested. It'd be really interesting to see what you find out. Yeah. Now that sounds weird to everybody. And I know you're like, hello, you're supposed to help stop mental illness, <laughs> not make it worse. Yeah. But the truth is it's all of us. And we need to deal with a little bit of reality that what is that system happening there? And to me, I look at mania or schizophrenia or those types of, um, where you're hearing voices, you're talking to some other outside of you thing. It's just a, like a, and this is where I will use the word sick. There is a, you are sick version of, of the same thing the rest of us experience all the time. We just don't realize. Right. So and- that might be controversial to some. I don't know. I, I find it really like soothing and so much easier to help people mm-hmm. when I don't think of them as some broken thing. Cause I, I, there is the medicalization. I mean, you take a doctor who's got to, you know, cut your heart open and take it out and put it in their hands and do whatever you do with that as a heart surgeon you better have some space between you and that person on the table who is a human being with a complicated, amazing life. Right. Or you can't do that, right? So there is some kind of separation that needs to take place. And I think sometimes um, pathologizing everything, it does give us a framework to understand things. Like here are your symptoms. Okay, they go in this category. Now we have a label. Now we know what to do. Humans need that for their storytelling requirements, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need that to understand and know what to do next and feel some control. But it's also, I think as for therapists is it, that medicalization um, means that I have somewhat removed from this person and I am competent to help them. And I'm finding the exact opposite happening to me where the less and less I think about the label or even the compilation of symptoms to give me a, a predictive pattern, how to help somebody I can just, I don't, I don't see it that way. I just see them as having moving more and more towards a different thing. And I'm, I'm actually more open to hearing what's really happening. I'm not scared that they tell me they talk to a voice right. or, or right. they're feeling suicidal. In fact, I feel like I've had so much more success with folks who are suicidal because we start to check in with this suicidal part that jumps in and says, you know, time to die. Like, what is that about? Why would a part come in to do that? And usually it's because it's trying to protect this person from more suffering. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very, like, pr- protective and caring part, which is shocking, right? Because usually we're like, no, you should think these things, banish these things. Mm-hmm. And I think similarly for this artist is that her tendency to protect is about maybe banishing some of the stuff, which you either banish all of the good part as along with any fear of it, or you work with the information coming at you. It's interesting. So that's like what a, I would recommend. It's like a, like a, mind, it's like a mindful hierarchy kind of is yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. As, instead it is. Of, and yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's instead of this, this thinking of like the doctors immediately in a position of power because the other person is vulnerable, whether they're under a knife or under a mental, a metal, a mental assessment, right? Like the, the focus is on, I know what to do and what to tell you to do, and you have to do what I say. That's the cur- that's the current or most common structure of this. And what you've described is way different than that. <laughs> it's yeah. more like, yes, I'm still in a position of helping you, but I'm I'm mindfully aware of this hierarchy, and 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 therefore we will navigate it 
in a way that's just a different approach. I really, really like that. I wish that was more, I wish that was more common in like the financial world. So people, poor people were seen different by people with, with money and vice versa. Like, like kind of across the board, all of our interactions are so often broken down by these, these internal class systems we've built for ourselves. And we don't really think about it. We just accept that hierarchy and, and then, you know, and then behave. And, and I, I really like this concept. Well, and I, I, I've been doing this recently, and maybe this is just me messing with people, but um, I have had a, a few conversations with various very, very wealthy people who are really struggling with lots of things. And there's always this like, oh, first world problems, you know, like they, they struggle to think that their struggles, struggles are valid. Yeah. And so I've been saying this to be helpful, but um, I have a, a client who grew up very, very poor and now runs, she's like the head of sustainability for an entire country, not ours, because we don't have sustainability. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but she's, she's pretty amazing. And she, she wow. interacts with a lot of heads of states and different things. And everyone just assumes she must have come from money or why would she be there? And and so she has this very different perspective. And I need to look up who she is quoting here, but she shared this with me. And I found it really helpful to share with wealthy folks who are struggling, which is um, there is so much richness in poverty and there's so much poverty in wealth. Mm-hmm. And unless you've been poor, you don't know what that what she's talking about. Just the richness of, um, you know, it, it's yes, you're struggling to find food. You're struggling to pay your bill. I mean, all that stress, um, it's not to, you know, negate any of that, but maybe relationship richness and Mm -hmm. connectivity richness and some gratitude, some other things that just come with poverty that um, somebody who's wealthy, like never taps into. And the same with the wealthy, there is poverty with wealth that most of us don't understand just lonely or, unsure if someone cares about you for the right reasons or, you know, feeling crappy, but having everything at your fingertips, like what does one do with that? Mm -hmm. So it's been an interesting little experiment when I am talking with people about that of, of just like the system they think is supposed to be working or making them happy or like, it just doesn't make any sense why they should feel so bad or whatever it might be. And just have never thought about some of the foundations of things differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this is true with mental illness. And I think it's true with, especially when it's like boots on the ground for this artist of like, she's got to, it's this internal world. She has to be really careful with, but that internal world has something to offer, mm-hmm. right? Like I have something to offer, but it's not my internal world yelling at me. Maybe it is. I don't know, but I don't have any pretty images in my head. So mm-hmm. I just don't get it, but I can, I can also just like really appreciate the dance that is to navigate for her. So I really would recommend that she, she talk through the trauma of that episode with somebody. Um, so often people are just like, I'm fine. That wasn't that hard or whatever. They kind of go through something and then pack it away and just deal with it. But there's, there's little trauma events all the time in our lives. And Sometimes we just need to cry about it. And that's all that needed to happen to process it. You know, in her case, you know, a lot more happened. Um, and there's all the facets of that to deal with and, and to let go of that eventually means that maybe she can create with less fear of reigniting, you know, some of the stuff that was so difficult. Sure. 
Well, I, I think this is uh, really good stuff. I got more out of today's thing than I thought I was going to get. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, in my head, I was like, oh, I, Brian and I are going to totally get this idea of creator's block and we need time mm-hmm. off. And, you know, we're going to understand a level of this. But um, I don't know. There's a lot, there was a lot more here to unpack than I thought. Uh, really Let me good. say one thing about yeah. creative or writer's block or creative block. Mm-hmm. I think to me that is... Again, if we look at it, the straight on lens, we've always thought these things through with, which is, well, I could write and now I can't. And the muses just stop talking. And what do I do? You know, and then you try a million things and you read a couple books and, you know, but if we go back to talking to your foot situation of just like thinking about writer's block as, as a part of you that shows up and like, just needs you to know something. (laughs) And it might be like, Hey, could you, stop eating Doritos and take a nap once in a while (laughs) and I'll feel better. I don't know what the answers are, right? Like that's the cool part is of my job now is I don't have to know any answers. (laughs) (laughs) I used to think, I used to think I did and I don't have to know a single one. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's, but just that idea of like anything like that, that sort of pops in, like it's got a, it's a reason it's there right now. Mm -hmm. You just got to like gently figure it out can't boss it around or it won't talk to you, but like, you know, what is the, what is this about right now? And just like really breathe and listen and relax. And you'd be amazed at the wisdom that's willing to be shared, shown with you. Like you're blocking right now because you know, mm-hmm. um, what's cool is I, I can preach this all day and have, you know, not try it myself, but I did this recently with an event and I was amazed and I had no visualization. Everybody, mm. if you're a visual, cool, cool. Like, you but i'm not Hmm. and it was no visualization at all and i had a some insight that i just i mean i would never ever have thought of ever it was awesome that's very cool so when you you write a book about this method this technique you should call it talk to the hand i think that's how you should talk to the foot (laughs) yeah talk to the foot (laughs) windy deep dive into blah 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 well h out there uh give us a follow-up let us know how this goes good advice for you and all of us i think no matter who we are as always here on therapy thursdays Wendy, since we're uh, about to head into a massive holiday break for our Thursdays anyway, anything you want to uh, say at the end of 2020 before we launch into next year? My gosh, what to (laughs) even say about the greatest year in history? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Yeah, no. Good luck in 2021. Yeah, mainly that uh, we're doing real steps in February if you guys want to join us. That's great. Uh, and we are going to do a lot more IFS this round, um, a little more specific stuff, which is fun. And it's going to be great. We've got just a good group that's continuing every time and is awesome and it's super fun. So we'd love to have you. So just put your email on the list, realsteps.org. You just put your whatever and I'll send some emails out when I recover from 2020, which will be January 10th, probably. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but other than that, like, yeah. way to go, everyone who survived it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, you know, it's there. It's behind us, although I don't think on the first day of January, things change all that much real quick, but we're on the path. They don't, we'll, no. we'll get there. Vaccines are starting. Yeah. There's there's reasons for optimism, and, and that's yeah. all good. Um, I just keep waiting. Maybe 2021 will be the year that Wendy 
finally dons a Minnesota accent and we start to hear it on the show. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, don't you know? Yeah, don't you? Oh, the, the heck do you mean? I am cooperating, Wade. <laughs> anyway, go watch Fargo. That's the other piece of advice I have. Uh, Wendy is, uh, as always, it's great to talk to you. Wendy Dunford on uh, Instagram and, of course, realsteps.org. Sign up for that February run because you guys don't want to miss it if you haven't gotten in there already. And 2021 will be our 10th an- inaugural 10th anniversary year. That's crazy. Yeah, right? Of uh, of the show. January. Yeah. When did we start this show, Brian? January something. January 2011. Uh, it was 2011, 2011 for sure, but what was the... I don't remember the time of month. We got to make a big deal out of it, though. Ten years, oh, yeah, crazy. amazing. And Wendy's our only God, guest crazy. that has been here since day one of the show. Well, do you think that's because I'm your sister and you can't like fire me because no. then I won't talk no. to you again? No, no. We've talked about that before, like wishing. That there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've never had. We've never had a guest. We didn't have these other guests then. So literally, you were just our first yeah. guest idea, and we did you once mm-hmm. a week, and then we started taking on more guest people, and they've all stayed too. But mm-hmm. we didn't. In your case, you were just like the one guest we had. So you really, truly are the OG on here. I am the yeah. OG. The OG, which is pretty good for someone I chased around the house with a cold soldering iron and scared to death. Not bad. Yeah, Not bad. pretty good. <laughs> Not bad at all. Uh, all right. Have a fantastic week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure, in some family concept way. And uh, we'll see you, you later. Too. Thanks for a good 2020 right. with Bye, you. Guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks, Wendy. All right. There goes my sister. Watch her as we she had goes. Ice warm. We had Veronica on as a guest for, uh, for a did. while. We did. By the way, congratulations to Veronica Belmont. Yeah. Her baby in the last hour or something like that. Or no, I guess she's home now. So she very quietly has been going about the business of having babies and mm-hmm. now is letting everyone know. But uh, there's a picture up on Twitter. Beautiful little guy. Yeah. Look at him. His name's Julian, which is just awesome. Here, chat. Look at this if you didn't see it. There's a picture up on the screen. Oh, look at him. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. <laughs> I'm so excited for them. I, I've been pretty stoked through the whole pregnancy, but I didn't realize that she was like doo-doo. So, yeah. Doo-doo. She's doo-doo. <laughs> you anyway. just said Veronica was doo-doo. Wow. I, this is, I, I, I rue the day that this gets back to her, Scott. I know. Uh, I'll have to play her sausage clip more, I guess. But anyway, what a beautiful kid and congrats to them. Yeah. That's really awesome. Part of the part of the tadpole, whether she can be here very often or not. All right, Brian, we're out of here. That's it. That's the show. Um, quick note about stuff that's going on for the rest of today and the weekend. Core tonight at its new night. We're doing it on Thursdays now. It's new night. Used to be Wednesdays. Now it's Thursdays. Two, Wednesdays mm. just were too packed. We had to move Freeing you up for Wednesday night raid with uh, Tetsemi. Actually, and me quite and possible. Ro. I didn't even think yeah. of that. That might work. Yeah, see? Hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Isn't normal wing one, wing one out now? Like, you can do the yes. first wing, right? Did you guys do it? LFR, no, because uh, they might have done it. There might have been a small group that did it, but um, quite a few of us are not geared up enough yet for... Oh, well, I guarantee I'm not. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look. Uh, what's minimum gear right now for normal? I haven't looked. Do you know? Uh, well, they... uh, 170 is what's coming to mind, but I don't know if that's... I'll have to check. Yeah, 170 is what other people are confirming. So. Ooh, Luke, the, the stand episode one's out today? It <laughs> is. Yes, on CBS All Access. <laughs> and uh, first three episodes of The Expanse. Uh, three? 
Yes. Oh, do I even dare? Should I wait and let it build up? Oh. I didn't. I didn't, Scott. Uh, well, I've st- I only watched half of the first episode, so it'll take me... <laughs> <laughs> the reviews for the whole new, on the, the, the reviews for the whole new season are through the roof positive. I'm so excited for the expanse yeah. to be back. I love that show. Okay, well, thanks. You guys are making me feel manic. I'm going to need now. I got to go the other direction. Um, all right, what else? Uh, <laughs> so Core instance... won't be on tonight because yeah. Scott will be watching the stand of the expanse. There you go. All right, so Core tonight, seven p.m. Or sorry, five p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, normal time is yesterday. How we used to be on Wednesdays. It's just now Thursdays. <laughs> Check the schedule if you're confused. It's all there. normal time is yesterday. Yes, same. T- Uh, the instance tomorrow at 12 30 is normal that's happening pretty sure patrick will be on as well as garrett and myself got a lot to say there and tms pm tomorrow at 3 30 mountain time for patrons of tms so uh next two weeks as genie confirms monday tuesday and wednesday for the next two weeks of the show um because of uh, holiday business but we might do a it's certainly possible that we do a new year's day um yeah, we could do uh, something. Deal. Yeah. Like a gaming deal. Yeah, gaming we deal. could do a gaming deal. Gaming deal. That sounds People good. keep wanting us to play Among Us. I need I've never played Among Us, but if there's a way to do that, we should do that. You should. It's only five bucks. Well, other I don't know how how do we play with it? Well, I guess we just group up with other people, but Among Us is on Game Pass, which is means it's free if you have Game Pass. If you have Steam, which you do, it's like mind. four I don't bucks. Mind paying five bucks. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. like five bucks. It's nothing. Might even be on sale right now for like two mm-hmm. or something. Um, I've never played it because I don't like games where I have to like be dicks to each other, but apparently it's mm-hmm. really good. And if it's with close friends, then maybe I would enjoy it more. I don't mind being a dick to my close friends, but yeah. being a dick to somebody I don't know, I just can't do. Yeah, it is free on mobile, but can you team up with people, JC Calhoun on? <laughs> it's not cross platform, is it? I don't think it is. Mm. Well, anyway, we should check it out. Mm. I still yeah, I have sure. it. I bought it, and it's just sitting in my library. I haven't played it. Cool. So somebody, yeah, somebody who knows this stuff, contact us and let us know the way we do this with, with um, a group. There you have it. Um, also, film sack this weekend. We are doing the Christmas Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. The that's right. Christmas. You Prince. can't veto that, people. I mean, Only I've been, I've been tempted. I admit, temptation has crossed all our minds <laughs> with the veto, but we're not going to use our powers this time. We're going to go through with it and do it. Oh, the question will uh, come up. Who came up with the idea that we're doing this? That will come up in film. Second, oh, and we sure. will answer that honestly and forthrightly, despite yes. the fact that the person who did will probably deny it. So we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how that's happening. <laughs> all right uh so all that and more of course coverville today all this stuff more content than you can stand so go get a bunch of it and enjoy it uh thank you all for being here don't forget to support us over at patreon.com slash tms uh it is how we power the machine that is tms so please 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 go check it out and um there's added benefits these days like brian will include you on a future and take that or name that nerd and mm-hmm. other What's your stuff nerd? yeah um other things like that we're, we're thinking of new stuff all the time so go check it out patreon.com slash tms for everything else frogpants.com slash tms that's it let's get out of here do you have music i play? do so veronica is not the only one who's uh pumping out babies uh season one contestant rishi b well, his wife specifically. Uh, Rishi wrote in and said, I have baby. Oh, uh, namaste, Brian Scott and ten, Ted Pooligans. My wife had a baby girl and the baby's mine too, if you can believe it. Whoa. So now I'm so overcome with joy. I simply must request a song that reflects my emotions. Sir Coverville, I think a live cover with the audience singing along adequately captures the joy from my heart 
and the sleep divide, divide, de- deprived exhaustion from my body. Um, my Sweet Lord is my favorite song, and I enjoy it for its musicality. Uh, if neither of these work, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. And remember, I have baby. I have baby. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Well I don't done. Know, I don't know what the, that's a reference to something, unless it's like, I have current geek. Oh, that's maybe. Well, you know what? Sad. Let's play Let's play the first baby clip I have. All right? Okay. So let's see. It's not Baby Shark by Dunaway. Let's see what it is. Uh, here, we, here we go. I'm a snotty crybaby who eats garbage. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah i captured captured all the feelings right there um so yeah congratulations to uh to rishi and and his uh, lovely wife and their brand new baby you guys are awesome and um this one goes out to you i had to go with your first request i had to go with the song you actually specifically requested which is a good one mm. it's a live cover of my sweet lord now the story behind my sweet lord uh george harrison tune from uh, all things must pass. I want to say, I want to say that George was the first of the Beatles to have a number one song outside of the Beatles, but it might have actually been Ringo. Surprisingly, I got my mindset on you. Is that the yeah, song? Don't don't sully don't sully this great moment with the uh, with that song, which is still a good song, and okay. it's a cover. Okay. Um, <laughs> this version that you're going to hear is was recorded for the concert for George back in 2018. The people on stage for this thing, you had, um, you had Paul and Ringo, you had Eric Clapton, you had, uh, uh, Danny Harrison, uh, George's son who looks just spitting image, just like George Harrison. And, uh, you had Billy Preston, who is one of the people often credited as being the fifth Beatle. Mm. Uh, you, you know, Billy Preston from his keyboard work in the song, get back by the Beatles. He was the keyboardist for that song. And, uh, for this concert for George, he recorded the vocals of my sweet Lord, which was a song that George got sued, uh, because it sounded a whole lot like he's so fine by the chiffons, but still love it. Mm. Here's my sweet Lord by Billy Preston covering George Harrison. All right. We'll see patrons tomorrow and the rest of you all Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then.
of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Wow, your face is weird. <laughs>